You know what? I need coffee, but I need some milk tart. You know, something really oh, sweet oh, to have this conversation with this amazing lady that we're going to have a chat with today. Her name is Sibabalwemkhwebi. She's from oh. the Eastern Cape. You know, if they come from the Eastern Cape, they're awesome. Hi, Siba. How are you doing? Yeah. Hi, Janine. I'm so well. Thank you. How are you? I'm from PE. So this is why I'm so excited about you coming all the way from the Eastern Cape. Where in the Eastern Cape? Look, there's so many things that are exciting me about everything you've just said. First of all, you spoke about desserts, ah! and then you spoke about PE, <laughs> and then you, I mean, all of these things are just adding up to goodness. I'm from King Williamstown, um, a small town in the Eastern Cape. If you don't know, aren't familiar with the Eastern Cape, you're most likely to maybe recognize East London. Yes. And if you know East London, I'm about 30, 45 minutes from East London. Okay, do you know Hogsback? Yes, I do. Well, my grandfather used trail. to stay in Hogsback. So I always pass oh through King, your little hometown, King Williamstown, to get oh, to my grandpa. Really? I know exactly what it looks like. <laughs> We're always going to Hogsback in the holidays for, what is it called? There's that trail with the fountain. Yes, 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 um, yes. yes. Uh, uh, um, what is it called, Janine? Uh, it's called... We'll have to go Google it. Oh, but no. have you ever done it? Have you run it ever? Have you... Because it's so... The, no, no, the no. whole the whole trail is like skew. It's at the side of mountains. So the whole it's time a... you're walking this... You, <laughs> at the end of the thing, you've you're got a cramp in one leg and not the down. other leg. <laughs> Absolutely. The only thing that really gives you joy is the view. It's because gorgeous. there's that whole fountain at the bottom there. But going down there... Huh? And That's misty. No it, mostly it's misty in Hogsback. It's, yes. it's such a romantic place. But King Williamstown, give, yes. me some, give me some memories growing up. If you had to introduce yourself in the way that you grew up to give me like a background. Who are you? Yeah. King Williamstown. Small King Williamstown that I believe is the, like a home of really just incredible, incredible people. I grew up in a place that embraced and saw people um I come from that kind of home as well you know I my my siblings and I always used to joke about how the community basically lived at our house <laughs> and and this is just because we would come home and there would be just tons and tons of people that we did not know that our parents led us to treat like family and I grew up in that kind of small town where people are seen and are celebrated and are loved. And and I think that's one of the things that characterized me and have gone into the kind of person that I am, just the, the type that um, really wants to engage and, and wants to see people and wants to have the opportunity to learn as well. You know, I grew up from a town of of small things that what is it called um great things that come in small packages you know mm. so it, it's kind of like masqueraded in this kind of dingy uh looking thing but it's really really greatness and and that's part of what our town is we have so many things to celebrate in our town um so many great people to celebrate but all of them are hidden in what doesn't really look like greatness. Yeah, um, yeah. But they show up excellently and they show up with intent and they show up with integrity. And Okay, but wasn't it then hard for you? I mean, now you get into the entertainment industry. 
And uh, you come to the big towns, the Joburgs and the Cape Towns and all of that, which is not the same. It's you are amongst so many people, but so isolated, each for his own so many times. When you see that it's Mm. down, when you're taking Williamstown is where you see people and you engage on a a really, you know, it's, it's more of an intimate level because they're in your house. That is not Absolutely. the norm <laughs> in the big cities at all. It's so it's it, it's no. it's actually weird the dynamic. Was it hard for you to adjust? Absolutely. I think I remember telling the story to a friend of mine. One of the things that shocked me coming into Johannesburg, and it was a small thing, but it was such a big thing to me. And it was just that when you greeted people, um, you would ask. So, for example, I would greet Hi Janine. You would say, "Hey Siba," and then I would ask, "How are you doing?" And the next person would just say, "I'm fine." And I would just be standing there waiting for them to ask me, how are you doing? Yeah. And it was just in those small things where you just realize, okay, cool. The the thinking is just a little bit different, you know, um, and you kind of just adjust. And I think that's also one of the things that you you learn with family, you know, from the kind of family and the, the kind of town I come from. Just that you you must be pliable in order to to survive and to do well in life. You must be flexible to know, okay, this is a different environment and this is how things are done in this space. And of course, you don't want it to take away from who you are, but you kind of want to be aware of just the different nuances, the different space, so that you're able to live in it without being completely offended the whole time when nobody asks you how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that the nice thing? And I mean, that is that is the reality of Christianity as well. I mean, it's w- yes. what people can give you is not the point. It is what you bring no. to the table, what God wants to do through you. I'm sure when because you've got that background, you could see people better than someone could see you and bring that to any relationship. I really, really hope so. I, I really and I would like to believe that that's true. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been learning in my walk with my walk with Christ is just to try and love without the expectation of reciprocation, you know, and to do this in the same way that Christ did for us, you know, it's like Christ loved us for no reason. He loved us just <laughs> yeah. because he loved us. Yeah. Um, and and I, I mean, in my mind, I was trying to think of a, a significant sounding way to put that. But the reality of it is that Christ loved us when we had done nothing to deserve it. And I think the point of our Christian walk is to resemble Christ and to walk like him and to be like him and to hopefully in so doing show the world that there is a love that can love you in the way that maybe you're too scared to show up in the world um, like, you know, because sometimes you find that people are just afraid. People Mm -hmm. are scared of rejection. People are scared of so many different things. And that's why people are kind of reserved and away from people um and this is because we are we aren't exactly harmless you know (laughs) people are tricky um and so the only person that is really and truly reliable is jesus and if we present jesus well to people then i think we've really done them the best service that they could have ever been done you know this is the greatest gift we could ever give them jesus because he won't change because he'll always care how they're doing. Mm, he'll anyway. always ask them back, mm, how are you doing, Janine? Yeah. Um, and want to know and be concerned. And not just that, 
be, be concerned enough to walk the journey with them. Be concerned enough to sit with them. The word of God says that God stands at the door knocking. And if anybody would let him in, then he'll come in and he'll sit with them as friends. And, and we have the opportunity to present to people a friend, a true friend that won't let them down, that they won't have to have their guard up for, that they can sit with honestly, earnestly, authentically with and live with. But I see you've got a heart for women and girls. I mean, I see this this national girl empowerment movement that this girls wins and also worth it yes, to, to remind yes. women of their worth. So obviously in seeing people, you must have recognized at some stage there's a lack that women are thin inside, poor, yes. um, undervalued, and, and that they actually believe mm. the lie, isn't it? I, it if there's one mm. lie that I've seen Everywhere in the world, in any woman I've ever spoken to, it is, I am not good enough. Mm, mm, mm. And it's such a lie. <laughs> you know, you're, you're really speaking the truth. It is such a lie. And one of the reasons for why it's such a lie is because it's so contradictory to what God says about us. Like, the word of God is so clear in saying, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And this isn't just in physique. It's in, in, our, in, our, physical, in our physical state but it's just also in our seeing ourselves, seeing the great gift that God has put in us, seeing our intellectual capacity, seeing our ability to show up in boardrooms and in spaces and to properly be able to be representative of whatever space we we are coming from, whatever industry, and to do that without fear that your voice won't be heard just because of a gender thing, you know, mm, mm. Um, it's it's really it's not what it's about and in fact the glory and the the beauty of what we are and who we are as women um and as men even is is in being confident enough to know that my sensitivity is a gift from god and that sensitivity is not weakness you know um my whatever nuances that are deemed as as disadvantages in our society are actually the gift of God that that we must kind of serve with if we want to be any kind of significant society. It's like kind of how the word of God is so clear in saying that we are part of the body of Christ. And and when you look at, for example, a hand and you think of it as less significant than a the head, just as an example thing. Mm, and if mm. we were using a hand as calling the hand a woman and the head a man. Um, if you thought of a hand as less significant, you would not have anywhere to channel what your thinking is thinking or what your brain is thinking. I don't know if you get what I mean. Yes. It's like what your brain is thinking must be executed by something. And, and so that means that hand is so important. And if the hand goes around thinking, oh, I so wish, I really wish I was a brain or I really wish I was a foot, then it's robbing us of it's short-circuiting the full function of this body. And and I think as women, we do that. We short-circuit our own showing up and we short-circuit the gift that God has put inside of us by doubting whether or not it's good enough, whether or not it will serve in any kind of significant way when it really should and it can if we just show up confidently and and kind of throw our rock it's kind of like David standing in front of Goliath you know you you don't think that what you have is great but 
when what you have is in God's hand and when what you have is submitted to God, it can go far and it will eventually knock down a Goliath. But you must believe that it is enough, even if it feels like it's small or that it seems like it's small. Okay, but Siba, here's the problem. We live in a patriarchal society. We live in a society where the media gives you the same message. I don't look like that girl. And she's the pretty yeah. one. You know, it sets standards mm. that's not me. Um, the standard for yeah. success is determined by a person or a craze for the moment or whatever it is. It's as if the mm. whole world is geared to convincing a yeah, woman of this thing. thing. But the problem mm. is, as long as we look at the world, as long as that is the input that we have, we're never going to believe God's opinion that he made me exactly the way he wanted me, that he said I am good that every weakness mm. and strength of mine has got a purpose in this world, a purpose which he has created. You know, at the end of the day, mm. somehow I'm trying to ask myself, how many Sibas do I need who will tell me you are good enough, you are wonderful, God is mm. happy with you, to convince me to move my eyes away from, from a world mm. that is screaming in my ear continuously yeah. and move my eyes away mm. to God and his opinion. What's it going to get to yeah. move our opinion? Yeah, you know, a very such a brilliant question and such a brilliant question because it's so practical and it's so hard for us to navigate the world that we live in with all the theory and no actual practical advice on like what do we do and and when i think about that question i think about how everything that has airtime um and 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 what i mean by that is everything that's living in our minds and brains and is influencing the way we think the way we live the way we dress got airtime right yeah, and and yeah. this means that we we gave it it well and just as much as it has airtime, but we gave it. It's like everybody that this. I, I hope you don't get me wrong, but all the Sibas had to decide. I'm not going to give airtime to this because I don't want to believe it. And so I think right now, because maybe we can't change all of the media all at once, you have to be intentional about the kind of person that you want and give airtime to those things you you must find yourself in environments reading books that speak to your being complete and fully fully functional and made in christ um to your fully being able intellectually to navigate your life and to you're not needing a particular kind of gender to do that or a particular kind of um class to do that and and i think the practical then of that is what you want to see be true to you and exist in your life you have to give the the airtime to you you will be filled with what you fill yourself with you mm. know um and and unfortunately we maybe can't change the news but we can switch them off you know um, There's an intentionality can't. about this, isn't it? It doesn't happen on its yes. own. If you just leave it, no, 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 the no, world's no. going to win. You've yes. got to decide this Absolutely. and do it. Absolutely. You've got to decide in your mind. You've got to decide, okay, cool. Um, I, I know I have a thinking, a, a way of thinking that's disruptive for the kind of person that I want to be. What is that thinking? It's that my body is too big or too small. 
oh, no, 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 I can't feed that because it's not true. What truth can I feed my mind? And what truth can I feed it continually until I believe it? Because a huge chunk of the things that we believe are things that were fed to us over and over again until we believed them. And, and so we must feed ourselves truth so that we live in truth. You know what? One of my biggest, it was, this, it was a secular model. I don't know, Heidi Klum or someone, one of those. And they had an interview mm-hmm. with her and they asked her, so what doesn't she like about herself? And she said, my nose here, mm-hmm. my hip here, my whatever. And you're thinking, but these are the people that we look up to and we feel we're disqualified, mm-hmm. but not even they are happy. And then you see someone else, like someone who the world would deem as obese and who the world would just put under the mat and say, no, you're not good enough. And then I see a lady like that with full confidence in who she is, who loves yeah. Her curves, who buys yeah. herself a nice dress because she likes Yay. how she looks in that dress. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> it's my choice whether what I have to work with I can enjoy or not. I see someone who has the same criteria I have to use as a benchmark, but she flies with it. And I come and hmm. I and I bring myself down. It's stupid. Yeah, it's it's so sad. <laughs> it it's is so sad. sad. It is because it's like, why? Why do we? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Because we're also just robbing ourselves of the joy of living. You know, mm-hmm. the joy of just showing up. Like we're we're so stressed, and 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 I. I mean, I'm not even entirely free of this. Like I'm sometimes a victim of thinking, oh, actually, maybe just a little bit more. Just if I could lose one kg. But again, in in because everybody's mind is wired to sometimes go off a little bit. What brings you back is what you fed yourself. What brings you back is what has been in your mind, what's been ringing. It's kind of like a child that goes off into school and is told, you're not smart, you're ugly, um, you're never going to make it. But if that child's been getting told by their parents, my love, you are the smartest little girl on the planet. Yeah. And if that's what that little girl's been hearing and believing, then after she's cried and, and felt a little bit like, oh, why are they being nasty? You go back to the thing, to the voice that you know speaks truth and doesn't lie, the one that's trustworthy. And to that little girl, it could be her parent. And to you, it could be the word of God. Um, and... To me, like the thing I would really recommend would be for the word of God to be the one that speaks because that's the thing that's eternal. Like I could say a thing to you today and tomorrow say another and somebody could say something different. The media could change, you know, and it's been changing. Last three years ago, we had a huge surge in um, very petite women in our media. And now there's just a rise in, in commercial thick women. Um, being put up and if we're going to go with what everybody's saying we're going to miss it so you have to have an internal truth Mm. and I suggest it's the word of God Amen Um, I really do I really do I I, I really do we'll have so much more to be thankful for (laughs) absolutely because and that's the that's a that's the thing it's like when you embrace that truth you are thankful you are grateful even in the moments where you feel 
oh man, I feel like I'm coming short. But you're able to say, oh, thank you, Lord. You're able to say, oh, I, I know that this is the way that you perfectly designed me. Thank you. Um, I know that this is the way you intended for things to be. Thank you. Listen, you're talking about being thankful. You guys, you are one privileged lady, by the way. You've got great friends. <laughs> and I like, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're feeling down on one day and you've got someone around you, you could also sing who loves to join you yeah. in song. Artists getting together, I think it's just a lot of fun. But I see it's happening again. Clay's got a thank God fest coming. And um, I see great names yet. Clay Zombambo, Mbata, I mean, there's a lot of people that people enjoy worshipping with. Tell me about this whole event. Absolutely. Uh, these aren't just people that people enjoy worshipping with. These are people that are extraordinary at what they do. And, and we have the opportunity to come together to interact with them in word, in worship, in food, in fashion, um, together for this festival that Claire's putting together on the 28th of January. And, and essentially what it is, is an opportunity to give thanks to the Lord. Okay. Um, it's, it's like a, oh man, it's so exciting. It's coming back this year and, and it's a, it's like a, a festival of Thanksgiving. That's just what we're doing. We're coming together to say, Lord, thank you for everything. You know, we're coming into his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and entering his courts with praise, giving thanks to him and, and honor to him for all the great things that he has done. This is a festival that's happened before. And if anybody was at last year's one, then they know that it is an outstanding, incredible day of encounter in Thanksgiving. Um, it actually reminds me, just as I'm speaking, of Isaiah 12 um, that says, And on that day you will say, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the people. And we get to navigate this through word and worship, through greats like incredible and greats, incredible greats like. Um, herself, who is the founder and who is just the, an incredible global star, but also I think just the lover of Jesus Christ. And, and I think that's the thing that makes this festival significant. It's that it's not just the coming together of stars, but it's the coming together of people that love the Lord to give God thanks and to give him praise for all the great things that he has done. There's so many people that are a part of it. Um, Rory Sang Tandekiso, who's a radio and TV personality. Wongiwe Matela, who is an outstanding vocalist and worshipper in our time. Um, so many great, great people. I'm also a part of it. By the grace of God, can you imagine? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really exciting. It's so, so, so exciting. It's food, it's fashion, it's music. It's the whole day. Listen, yeah, you've got a lot to be thankful for. A brand new album releasing, The Prayer Room. 
And from yes. that album, we're going to play Pray for the Sick. I think this is such a stunning idea, this whole thing about a whole album where you're praying for the brokenhearted <laughs> and families and leadership and, and you're praying for the sick. If you play an album like that in your home, I mean, how blessed can a home be playing Aww. praise over your house? I think it's incredible. So we're going to play this song. Before Thank we play you. this song, if you want to connect with mm-hmm. you, all of the socials and everything, where do they go? Um, so on social media, they could just look up Siba Mkwebi. This is across the board. So um, Instagram, Facebook, Yeah, you'll have to spell Twitter. the surname. This is across our surname. It's, oh, it yes. doesn't, it's not written like it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so the surname is spelled M-R-W-E-B-I. Um, and my name is Siba Mkwebi. Right. And then the song. I want you to tell me what I need to hear when I listen to this song. Besides, it's beautiful and it's got lovely lyrics. What is the message yes. that you want me to hear? Um, I want you to hear that there's a man that died that rose again, whose blood purchased our redemption, whose blood is able to heal you. I want you to hear the word of God. And I want you to receive that healing that was attained for us on the cross. Um, and to hear the word of God that declares that you're healed, um, that you're not sick, but that in fact, God wants to heal you and has healed you. And that this healing is a finished, 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 finished work. Um, and I want you to hear that all the other options are short-lived compared to the function and active power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Um, that can heal you. 